coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. You're live, man. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. John, and we good are to see you. finally, finally on. That was easy. Oh my god, that we've been spending like we just spent like 13 hours <laughs> trying to connect this to the internet. We are what you call internet. Um, challenged. Here, watch this. But. Yeah, we're up there. Okay. Whew! We are internet challenged, but we are on. We're on and we're, uh, we're ready to rock. Okay. A few things going on right now we want to talk about. Uh, first thing we want to do is, uh, we want to show you an arm breakage. We do? Yeah. Gruesome. And uh, the doc is because you guys might watch something on uh, on um, you know on TV like uh, on the UFC and you see somebody's arm break, right? And you just like, oh, what happened? Well, he's gonna tell you technically exactly what happened. Well, so this is a fight. I'm sure you guys saw this on the internet, um, where uh, what's his name? Sabatini. Sabatini, he got into. It looked like, it looked like he got into a arm. Okay, so yeah, I didn't even know what he had him in. I didn't even know the whole. I didn't watch the whole thing, but right now he's cranking his arm. So he has it by the forearm, and it's kind of almost like a. It's kind of like it's. It's not quite like a kimura, but let's just say it was like. It's kind of like an armbar kimura. I don't. I can't understand what's. Oh, there it is. It's extended. Oh. So it's more of an arm bar. Okay, it was. Yeah. Okay. I thought. I thought the guy in the bottom was getting his arm raked. No. 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 no, no. It's the guy standing. It's the guy the standing. Guy, I didn't see it. The guy in the bottom it. is like riding him around. Oh like, my god. He's probably like he. He probably feels so terrible. Oh my god. Well, anyway. He said he did say afterwards he wished the other guy tapped, but he wouldn't tap. He wouldn't tap, and then and then he stood up. And he kind of whipped around using the uh, elbow as a fulcrum, it looked like. But it doesn't go that way. Let me just tell you guys something. I'm, I'm a bit of a shoulder expert. And the shoulder goes in all the directions. But the elbow doesn't. Right? You are, you are correct. Oh, my God. The doctor, the orthopedic surgeon just said you're correct. So tell us what do you think this guy, Sabatini, is looking at. When it comes to number one, diagnosis, and number two, prognosis. Well, the the thing that happened, I watched a little video of this fight. So he gets his arm, elbow at least dislocated, probably broken. Um, at the elbow, he doesn't tap, so his elbow is bent 90 degrees the wrong direction. And then the guy just finally just lets him go. It's like, <laughs> your arm is all the way the wrong direction. And he stands up and his arm's just flopping there and he's looking at the ref and the ref just waved it off. So it was waved off for a gruesome injury, I guess. Um, I'm glad they didn't let him keep fighting. Uh, it's curious, though, that you could get someone in this position and the ref didn't just stop it there. 
You could see his arm bent backwards where it clearly doesn't belong. Yeah. Where was the referee at the time, though? Was I don't he, know. I, I don't I, know. I, what, I he could have been behind him. him. So I don't know. Yeah. It um, did go on for a while. The guy didn't tap, so he is obviously um, pretty determined to try to win that fight. So injury-wise, you know, this is most likely an elbow dislocation. So in order to dislocate your elbow, you have to pretty much tear every ligament in your elbow. And Ouch. then likely with how far backwards it was bent, he likely broke uh, his olecranon or, or some part of his elbow as well. It'll be interesting. I'll see if I can find his x-rays and see what he posted online after this about what his injury was. If it's a strict dislocation, you know, he's out for four months minimum. Um, if it's broken, he's, he's in surgery today uh, getting that fixed. So I'll get an update. I'll let you know. But that's... Uh, He's out for out of competition for quite a while. Usually you don't see him get this bad. You see an arm bar and somebody taps. Yeah, so it was an arm bar, then he stood up. It looked like he stood up and, okay, I didn't see it from the beginning. So it looks like he was in an arm bar. Uh, he was getting arm bar, and he tried to stand up, and the guy held on to it, and things didn't go well for him. So oftentimes when you see the, an x-ray, you know, it'll get relocated in the ER, and then even after that, there's little fractures around the elbow, um, things that have to heal. So he's out for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, that was a non-UFC fight. That was, what was that? Cage fighting? Cage Fury? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, bones are not as vulnerable. Huh. I don't know. Well, when you go past where they're supposed to go, they, they tend to be. Yeah. So, you know, it could have just been a purely ligament injury, or he could have broken it as well. So the difference between a dislocation and a fracture dislocation. Anyway, he's out for a while. I'll get. I'll see if I can get X-rays and we can show him next time. Yeah, that didn't. That didn't look good. So. So there was no UFC fights. What else is going on? Um, what else is going on is uh, is um, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of yapping before the John Jones uh, fight next weekend. Um, but other than that, you know. We, we had a couple things in our town, and um, it's, it's a little disturbing uh, because it's like we're, we're in such a beautiful town, it's like it never will happen to us, and then when it happens to us, everybody's just like freaking out. Like we had, uh, we had um, some guy was working outside of the school, um, of our high school, and a bunch of kids pulled up on him, and looks like they beat the shit out of him and stole a bunch of the stuff, his stuff. I don't know if they stole it out of his car or where they stole it, but they stole a bunch of his stuff, and they were from a neighboring town, and I guess the cops in that town said that those same juveniles had, had like, carjacked and, and robbed, like, three or four other guys. And, and it just, it's like, you know, you just, you don't expect that. And it's too late once it happens. Like, you're outside, you're, you just got done, um, um, you just got done cleaning the yard, or you, get, you got done work, and you're getting into your car, and that car pulls up, and then five youths, or five people jump out. It doesn't matter if they're youths or what they are. And they jump out, and they attack you. I mean... Would you know what to do? What do you do in that case? I mean, it's like uh, it's it's like you don't know what to do, and then when it happens, 
if you don't know what to do, you're, I mean, you're screwed. It's like, it could be one guy attacking you in the Walmart parking lot. The Walmart parking lot, to me, is the place that I... What? Oh, just shut off. Drop the speaker. Why then? Um, and then, uh, hold on, I gotta turn this. I turned it off. <laughs> what are you broadcasting to the whole gym? Oh, okay. But anyway, <laughs> are we still on there? Yeah. Okay. So, it's just, it, once it happens, it happens. It's too late. So, it's, it's like, it's an eye-opener for people in Arroyo Grande, California when some bad shit happens. But at the end of the day, no matter where you are, Arroyo Grande or Santa Maria or Santa Barbara or Beverly Hills or Pacoima, bad shit. There's bad people all over, whether they're coming from a neighboring town or homegrown in your own town. You can live in the nicest town in the world. There are some bad people in Aurora Grande. Well, it's all over the news again. I'm sure you've seen and heard, um, you know, the Kristen Smart stuff that's been yeah. back going back into the news because someone's doing a podcast on it. And it's super popular because everyone, it's been 24 years. But that happened in our town. And I remember when I first moved here 14 years ago, wasn't there a shooting at the Denny's right on the 101? Yeah. There's like a double homicide. Like right the week we moved here, I'm like we're moving to this little town to get out of L.A. I remember there was like a double homicide in the Denny's. There was that, and then there was a, 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 a drug-related shooting at Boston Market. There's not even a Boston Market anymore. Right. It's was right it? It's right on the corner of Oak Park and Grand. Oh, uh, it's a Chinese And now the Chinese, now. Yeah. Chinese uh, yeah, the pop, pop, pop. They still got the same awnings out there. The Boston Market place. Yeah, it looks like a Boston And there was, that was like really close. And um, so people just don't expect that. But, and they let down their guard way too much. And I'm not saying be paranoid. You have to walk around with an AR-15, even though you should have one at home to protect your family. Um. I'm not saying walk around all the time with an AR-15 or, or, you know, you don't need a bunch of bodyguards. But you should always be prepared. And where, you should always where be are you vigilant. vulnerable? You know, you go get gas. It's 11 p.m. You're at the gas station. You don't need to be on your phone. Like for me, I just put my phone away. Get gas. You pay attention to what's going on around you. It is, yeah, it's situational awareness is very important. And we're going to talk about that. When you get a, there was there was an attempted carjacking in this town, in our town, at that Seven Eleven, uh, not Seven Eleven, but it's the gas station uh, where the, uh, it's right near uh, McDonald's. On Grand. Yeah, they have that like. It's an Arco. Yeah, so they have a. There was an attempted uh, carjacking there with a knife. So, shit can happen anywhere, and you just, I mean. I mean, you just have to be ready wherever you are, whether you're in, like I said, if you're going out to your car, if you're walking in the parking lot of Walmart at nine o'clock at night, you just got some milk and some, you know, some Haagen-Dazs ice cream or something, you can get jumped there. You should always be aware of your surroundings. But this, we showed that, uh, we talked about that bar incident. Didn't we talk about it? We talked about that. Look at this. Look at that. Stabbings are an everyday occurrence in London here in England. Yeah, because they don't have guns. So they got to relate. They got to, they got to, they got to, it's like guns light. It's like they don't get guns, so they have to use knives. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry. It's like the poor man's gun. It's a knife. 
I'm joking. They're pretty effective. And yeah. then David Miller said, don't forget about the double homicide in Los Osos in 2005. That was a year before I moved here. And he said, my wife almost got shot. What? When did your wife, how did she almost get shot? Let, let us me, know. Let me tell you this one thing about situational awareness. And when it isn't, um, people talk about it all the time. But if you're in a bar and it's crowded, you don't have situational awareness. You don't have any kind of awareness, really, because you, you, there's people all around you. People are bumping into you. If you're at a crowded bar, if you're at a sporting event, if you're at a, you know, a, a crowded party, if you're in Vegas at a club, there's no such thing as situational awareness. So the situational awareness kind of goes out the door, and you're, you could be walking after UFC and the, the event's over, you're like crowded with all these people walking out and you can't be aware of your surroundings because you're, it's just, it's like you're in a, it's like you're in a, in a tuna can. I mean, not a tuna can, but sardine can. You know what I mean? So you don't have, you don't have that, uh, you don't have that, that luxury. So somebody could just come up and stab you at any time. If you're in a bar and some guy just comes behind you and cold cocks you, there's nothing you can do about it. So you give up the option of situ situational awareness if you're in a place like a bar, um, you know, a sporting event or, or a club or, or something like that. So that's something that a lot of martial arts guys and a lot of self-defense guys um, don't really talk about. But if you're in a bar and it's crowded and you're like, bump, you know, you're like bumped up against everybody, um, like cattle, like a cattle truck in the army, you, you just, you got to take what you can get. You know what I mean? So you just got to, you got to trust that somebody's not going to come up behind you and just cold cock you or stab you or shoot you. So think about that, guys, next time you're in a bar. That's the kind of scary thing. People don't go, go to bars for that. They're going to have a good time. They do, they go, they do go into good, have a good time. But like we saw in that bar in Avila Beach, sometimes you go in with the best intentions of having a good time time and next thing you know you're fucking waking up from a coma you know six weeks later with a tracheostomy well here's the situational awareness the same guy david miller said she was walking the dog when the guy opened fire on his ex's or yeah on his ex's boyfriend she was walking the dog when the guy opened fire on his ex's boyfriend that makes sense his ex what she was just a his bystander ex's. oh okay Oh, she was just a bar. I was like, "What? That's your ex?" Okay. Oh, sorry, sorry to hear that. I'm glad she's all right. What city? What city was that in, David? Los Osos. That was in Los Osos. 2005. I don't remember that one. Oh shit. Okay. No, that's the double homicide he's talking about. Yeah. Was that the one he's talking about? I'm guessing. Oh, okay. Anyway, okay. So, situational awareness is very, very important when you can use it. When you're walking in a parking lot at night, okay, in the daytime too, but not as much. Most attacks happen at night. Um, so you walk in a parking lot at night. Uh, you walk in the dog at night. You're you're at home. You're at home. Situational awareness. What would situational awareness at your house be? Making sure the doors are locked. Making sure the windows are locked. Making sure your uh, security's on. That's situational awareness at house. Then you go to go to bed. You're just going to hope for the best. Oh, I thought it was making sure you did the dishes and took out the garbage. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> okay. 
That's situational awareness. That is, you got to yeah. be aware of your that's, situation. Yeah. That's a little different. But yeah, your situation where it is, whose night is it to do the dishes? That is true. My nights are Tuesday and Thursday. <laughs> but anyway, um, so like I said, when you're, when you're thinking of situational wellness, for, this is for all you self-defense guys and martial artists, beware of your surroundings 90% of the time. But if you're in a bar, a crowded event, you know, or something like that, your situ- situational awareness um, is kind of at the mercy of the bad guy. So you just gotta you gotta wish for for the best. You gotta hope for the best and 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 prepare for the worst. And in situational awareness, if you're in a bar or a restaurant or a not a restaurant but a a, a concert or something, then you just gotta hope for the best. Period. I agree. And can we change gears for a second? I wanted to ask you something. You done with that thought? Yeah. Yeah. So I heard you telling this great story the other day that I had never heard before. You were with, um, you were training your fighters and you were talking to Antonio Buenuelas and you mentioned a time where he picked somebody up. They were doing a takedown and the corner's all yelling, bring him over by our corner and throw him down in our corner so we can tell you what to do. I never see that happen in fights. That's such a great idea. It is. So, okay, <laughs> a little something for you guys, you grapplers, Okay. Talking about situational awareness, let's talk about uh, where is your corner awareness. When you pick someone up, okay, you want to slam them, look for your corner first. Run them to your corner, slam them right there by your head coach, and that way he can give you better instructions. That's such a great idea. And I thought it was uh, Antonio was acting it out. He's like he acts like he picks someone up, and then he's looking all around for his corner, and then he runs the guy over. He used to, his to do that. He used to do that all the time. <laughs> That's so he used to, yeah, he'd pick him up, he'd look around, and he'd run it, run right to us, and then we could yell what to do, like posture up, or 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 you know more elbows, or you know watch out, you know what we'll we'll tell him to like go to the side, side control, side control. Okay, mount. You know we could we could help him because we have a better. Bird, uh, bird's eye view. I just love the visual of him picking someone up, then spinning in circles looking for his corner, then running that direction. And I want to see that in the UFC. Yeah. So for you guys out there, you trainers, uh, I want you to tell your fighters. And for you fighters, once you pick someone up, guys, don't just slam them anywhere. Slam them in your corner. Because then, not only will you get better instructions, it's intimidating for the guy because he's in hostile territory. Oh, yeah. Big time. All right, something to think about, You've guys. you got to listen to the whole team yell at him. Something to think about. All right, we're out of here now. Somebody's got to go train. i got to go train. But, John, next time, we'll get this going earlier. Thanks.